Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who are before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Joined again by the great Tally Coughlin mm-hmm. and a lot to chew on yeah. today as we jump into uh, the greatest sermon ever preached, the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, uh, uh, a brief like, you know, thought on the Sermon on the Mount before we jump in. We we see like threads of this teaching elsewhere throughout the Gospels. Yeah. And so, you know, if we have the thought of like, how did a... Uh, how did Matthew like fully recount this like sermon and it's like so categorical and whatever. And I I really think that this is like sort of like Jesus's for lack of a better word to contextualize it for us. It's like a campaign speech. You know, it's like, these are like the central teachings of Jesus that as he was going to these different synagogues and different contexts, um, it appears to me at least uh, a foolish Will Carlisle that uh, these would have been the like reiterated um, sort of basic teachings of Jesus on the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So as we read, you know, Jesus went where, like wherever and he was proclaiming the kingdom of heaven. Um, you know, I my mind assumes blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the, is the kingdom of heaven is like part of that, you know, act. Yeah. So anyways, we're in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and it starts with these uh, beatitudes, these blessings yeah. um, that, you know, are, are very much aimed kind of towards uh, broken, hurting, meek people. So, Tally, what, what are your thoughts on on what we have in front of us? There's a lot. There's so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, two quick thoughts and then we can jump into the poor in spirit, which I think is the foundation of the rest of these. But I think one quick thought is that when it says he opened his mouth and taught them, it can feel redundant and it can be like, why did it, why did you say it that way? But Spurgeon says um, that, that it's not superfluous to say that he opened his mouth and taught them for he had taught them often when his mouth was closed. Wow. (laughs) Come on, Spurgeon, Mike, drop it for us. And so when we read things like that, sometimes it's helpful to have this like, more profound mind unpack and and deliver, you know, elimination to, oh, that's actually quite beautiful what that says, that one sentence. Yeah. 
Um, but then the next thing I want to just point out, you had said that it would be hard to remember all these things. And I just think back to the inspired writing of Moses and how he wrote the days of creation in a way that would be easy for the people to remember. And so you see that here, there's patterning, blessed are, and then for theirs is. And so that's repeated, um, many times. And so the listeners would have a, a rhythmic sound you know, Mm. in listening Mm -hmm. and that would stick with them. These words, blessed are, and for theirs, for they, for they, um, they would, the repetitive nature would kind of have like a, um, a a metering, you know, of sound. So I don't know, that kind of struck with me. So then, okay. So then let's talk about it. The foundation, right? The poor in spirit, like, I think we often think like, oh, poor people, you know, <laughs> impoverished, yeah. you know, they don't have things there. But like, I really do believe that this is for all mankind because mm-hmm. this is the reality of being spiritually bankrupt. Absolutely. We have no spiritual assets. And I don't think we can do any of these other things or understand these other things until we realize that we come to God yeah. empty, empty handed, broken. Um, and so we cannot mourn. We cannot uh, be meek. We cannot do any of these things until we have a real sense of our own personal poverty. Mm. We're never going to thirst and hunger for righteousness mm-hmm. if we aren't our, like if we have a view of ourselves that doesn't include uh, a broken heart, a tra- contrite spirit, a, a first view of self in light of who God is. And so mm-hmm. I just really feel like the first one is a foundation and it includes all of us r- regardless of your stature. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, each of these, it's, uh, we were just joking about yeah. before recording, like we could do a too long of an ODR episode Indeed. on every one of these, <laughs> like, cause you can just go on and on, yeah. you know, one, uh, Okay, two that have really resonated with me yeah. recently. Um, one is the blessed are the pure in heart, mm-hmm. for they shall see God. Yeah, what a promise. What a promise. And, and you know, I think like the the idea of purity, it, it's like, one, you know, purity culture did oh a number my. on that yeah. word. <laughs> and That's a so, whole other episode. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So <laughs> either we can approach that idea legalistically right. or like hesitantly because we've right. seen other people approach it legalistically. But I love, um, gosh, I can't remember where I saw this. I think it was Jerry Bridges has a book. I called the blessing of humility and it's mm-hmm. like on the beatitudes mm. um and jerry bridges is like absolutely phenomenal oh yeah but uh i think it was him who he he was talking about how uh the idea of being pure in heart like that the original idea of purity that jesus is building on is this it's this unified yes vision yeah. like it's it's something like bound up together right in one direction right and I love that. Like it's it's your whole character. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. Right. And it's not just like abstaining from sexual sin. Right. But it's your whole character, the thoughts and intentions of your yeah. heart being bound yeah. in the direction of, of fellowship with God. Right. And, you know, it makes me think of these like profound prayers from the Psalms, like let the words of my heart or the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your yeah. sight or yeah. search me, God, and know my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, find any grievous way in me and yeah. lead me in the way everlasting. Right. That's kind of like the vision of purity. That's good. And that as we strive towards that, we will see God. Right. You know, and I think that mm-hmm. there's like a dual entendre that like there's a, there's a 
you'll see God um, more clearly just in your life and right. in your prayers and yeah. in your scripture reading. Mm -hmm. But then also like the the purity that Christ grants us, you know, it's it's our it's our pass into fellowship with God yeah. for eternity. Yeah. So a lot That's there really to meditate beautiful. on. And then this idea of uh being a peacemaker too. It, it's uh it's so challenging mm -hmm. and uh it, it ironically like it confronts me so head on. Mm. Um because you know sometimes like like I, I'm a very competitive person, um, <laughs> which some people don't know that about me. Some people definitely do know that about me. Um, but the idea of being a person who brings peace, yeah, which a implies obviously like calm and like level headedness, right? But also like you promote the flourishing of other people, right? And you promote the prosperity of other people, right? That is the identity of being a son of God, right? I think too, though, peacemaker is so is that which is so important, which my husband is one of. He is a yes. peacemaker um, and I am a challenger. So that's super fun. I, I was going to say, sometimes you and I yeah, but, love that um, <laughs> But it's not, I think it's more than that, though. I think it's, we are, and, and this is why it's inclusive to not just one type of person who's naturally good at this and a challenge to others. It is um, bringing the peace of God, the shalom of God, the ministry of reconciliation. That is what it is to be a peacemaker. We're bringing peace into a broken world mm -hmm. um, and calling others to be reconciled to God. We're bringing the gospel. Mm -hmm. We're not just bringing conflict resolution or Absolutely. the calm presence uh, so others can be heard and seen. We're actually bringing the gospel Mm. And reminding people of the Prince of Peace who has come Amen. and helping to spread the gospel through the world. And thus this ministry of reconciliation is accomplished and to be called the son of God. Jesus is called the son of God. Mm -hmm. What a name to receive. Mm. What a name to be called. Um, I think, you know, we could, we could say so much, but one of the things as I was just getting to the end of the Beatitudes is the talk of persecution Mm. And, you know, we don't have to get, you know, fully into this. Most of us have not experienced persecution in the way that the early church did. Um, but some of us have, and some of us will. And one thing that stood up to me, stood out to me was the early saints that like leapt for joy in the face of persecution, mm. that there is story um, that after story of their just not just embracing martyrdom, not just embracing, you know, the persecution of being named a son of God, um, but those who like hugged the actual stake that they were tied mm -hmm. to, those who thanked, welcomed the cross and said closer to everlasting life. Like that is not in light. That is not in my purview when I think of persecution. Mm -hmm. When I think of persecution, my flesh says, okay, endure. And I think that's a good thing to start. Like mm -hmm. say, okay, if I'm going to be persecuted for standing up for truth or for sharing the gospel or letting the light of Christ shine through me, all right, I'm, I'm going to buckle down and endure this. I'm not often like, praise God, master yeah, and commander. And yeah. Now I'm almost home. Yeah. Like that's not, yep. I'm not like leaping for joy, running towards persecution because I'm at the gates of my father's house. I'm like, ah, let me get through this so that it can pass. Yep. Gosh, what a word. I love it. You know, as we as we like look at these words and then the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, I do think uh, as we 
go through that, we should have very clearly in our view how profound it is mm-hmm. that Jesus is teaching, that he opened his mouth and taught them. Yeah. You know, one of the things we talked about is as Jesus begins his ministry, it says he, he went out and he was uh, preaching, proclaiming, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it's really important to note that Jesus isn't just saying, you know, repent, the salvation of the world is at hand, repent, the perfect sacrifice is at hand. Jesus is the salvation of the nations. Yeah. He is the perfect sacrifice, but he is the king of all. And that, you know, John, you know, uh, aptly said, John the Baptist aptly said, you know, he's coming to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right. And then John chapter five, you know, which we read a few days ago, uh, Jesus says that, you know, God, the father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son. And so Jesus, you know, he, he's come to be more than just a sacrifice, but he is the king of kings, Lord of lords, you know, the master and commander yeah. who is making himself the sacrifice. Right. So it actually makes the sacrifice, it doesn't diminish the sacrifice, but yeah. it makes it sweeter. Yeah. And, you know, teaching is, is hard. Yeah. Like I don't enjoy one-on-one teaching. Like I don't enjoy teaching guitar lessons. <laughs> I don't en- enjoy teaching piano lessons yeah. because I'm not patient enough, mm. you know? And there are some people who are amazing at it and I'm grateful for them because they taught me how to play instruments. Yeah. But it's really hard to like teach somebody how to do something. And it's even harder to teach people a way of life. Yeah. And Jesus on his mission to save the world is here teaching people the way of the kingdom of heaven. That's right. Teaching the character of yeah. the, for the kingdom citizens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we should be profoundly grateful for that. Oh, indeed. Yeah, and man. and I really do think that if you have time to go back and sit on each of these and really like find a, find a commentary, like there's just so much in mm-hmm. this passage that I think I wish we had more time to discuss. And I hope that the listeners have time to just sit in for a little bit longer. Amen. And you know, a, a good, like, like I'm even going to convict myself with this, but like a good thing with the Beatitudes is like, don't find the one that's the most comfortable, right? But find the one that's like, Ooh, like am I a peacemaker? I don't like that one. Yeah, yeah. like uh, carry the one <laughs> to carry for with everyone you every else. Day. Not yeah, for me. <laughs> carry the one that is challenging. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, uh, it's only gonna get more and more dense and beautiful. Um, so, for the great Tally Coughlin, this is Will Carlisle. We're gonna continue through uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So, we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.